0: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Music Corner of Restate Awaits. I'm Nate. And I'm Sebastian. And today, you know what it is. You know what time it is. New tunes for the people like you. Let's just shut the fuck up and get to it. Uh, We're going to start things off here with an album from Armani Caesar, The Liz 2. Take it away, Sebastian.
1: Yeah, we have another Griselda. And (laughs) they fucking popping off as ever. Boop, 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 boop. This rap collective, honestly, I... I'm not gonna lie here, uh, not rap group, okay, okay, just rap collective, this might be my favorite one. Okay. Uh They have just been nothing but consistent and nothing but solid. Every release has been either, like, a six or above, and that's like saying, you know, just the lowest is six, and the highest is anything else, you know, it's just, it's awesome. They're lit. Um, yeah, she is pretty fucking badass. Uh, Listening to this, you know, she keeps the blicky in her purse. Uh, She talks a huge ass game as well. You know, the songs are super solid here. Uh, The only thing I wouldn't say is as solid, and this is not like a huge gripe, but it does come up on the album, is the actual melodic singing bits. Um, Mm. I don't think they're really the best, and I, I think the rap overcompensates for that by a lot. Even the melodic rap really worked, but. As far as like the actual singing goes, I was not that big of a fan of. And that's not to say that I can't prove over time. I just thought it was not the best here. Um, yeah, I don't want to compare it to this, but it gives me the same feelings I have listening to the original like Nicki Minaj mixtapes.
0: Okay, I see what you mean.
1: Not, not that they're even similar by any means, because Griselda is way better, uh, instrumentally speaking, <laughs> yeah. than Nikki was back then. Not
0: saying Nikki sucks, but just I'm gonna say flat out that like anything from Griselda is better than Nikki. Period. A I controversial mean, that, take possibly, that could but be. I, I don't know. Maybe Pink, Monster Pink Friday
1: though. Pink Friday. Nah, man. I, I'm not I fuck a fan. with. It. Okay. I, I, I get
0: it. I get it though. I see the appeal. Highly but... fuck with it. I'm a Griselda hoe. I,
1: I know, dude. I, I get it. After this album, this like cemented that Griselda's, like I said, my favorite rap collective. Um, it's awesome. Uh the instrumentals, as I said before, they're immaculate. Uh they have a good fucking ear for finding all these great samples that are jazzy, fucking rhythmic as hell, and they're catchy too. Like you know it's a Griselda song as soon as you hear these instrumentals. It just depends on who's gonna come in on the vocals that will separate you know, uh, wh- whoever or whomever is rapping over it. Pretty good. Um, definitely fucked around with this project a good amount, and I'm looking forward to hearing more from her. And yeah, I'm gonna give this a 7.5 out of 10.
0: Yeah, I was uh, pretty impressed myself with it. It's typically what you would get from any sort of Griselda record. Um, you know, but, but, but this time with a female, and she's badass, and she's kind of like, you know, the, the boys, you can take a back because Armani is like, she's got this shit, you know? She's fucking got this shit. Also, want to comment about, like, the really cool album cover, too. I don't know who, do you know at all who that is, or anything, like, See. the album cover-wise? Like, it's, I don't, it just looks like it's somebody from, like, the 50s, or, like, some sort of, like, swing era of music, and, like... Just yeah, just had like they added an eyeball. I have no idea, but it's it's cool, though. It is really I like cool. It, yeah. I fuck with it a it's lot. It's simple, but, like, really fucking cool. Exactly, yeah, and I love... That's another thing what I love about Griselda is just, like, their simplicity when it comes to album covers, and then you just slap it on, the, the explicit content thing, like, yeah. right in the corner. I'm like, that is true shit right there. Um, but, yeah, back to the album, it's just, like, you know, not much to it other than the fact that it's solid, it's great, I love her rhymes, I love the features, because... It's literally like all the Griselda team, once again, with the exception of uh, Kodak Black being a part of this one as well. And he actually had a pretty good, solid feature on uh, Diana, I believe the song was. Yeah, I highly I agree on right. that. Right. Uh, some other good ones here we had, uh, Queen City, Survival of the Littest, Meth and Mary, Ice Age, and That Money make which, I just love the names, also. Cannot go wrong with that. A uh, little derivative, yes, at times. Also repetitive. But, like, you know, it's it's Griselda. You get what you get, and you don't throw a fit when it comes to that. So, take that as you will. Armani is definitely going to be up and coming, like, even more so soon, I feel like. She's got a really good thing going for her. And I'm really excited to see what she does in the future. 8 out of 10 from me. Alright, moving along here. We got a new album from Turnover, Myself in the Way. This is the newest album from Turnover coming off of their, at least in my opinion, their best album, which kind of like shocked me how great it was with uh, All Together, which a lot of people had like to compare, oh, not compare, but they like call that album like the uh, the elevator music era of the band, which they're not wrong. It very much so does sound like it, but something about it for me really hit. Like, it, it's just like how how chill it is how groovy it is i love like the 70s inspired like you know i don't even know what you would call it like i guess alternative like uh, a dream poppy kind of thing that they were doing not to mention the album cover is kind of freaky like it's not meant to be i'm sure but it looks just like really fucking freaky and i just it adds to the charm you know and i really love that album that's like one of the rare occasions for me that that album was a 10 out of 10 back in 2019 so going into this album, I, you know, I didn't, I, I wouldn't say I went in with, like, strong expectations, especially because I didn't really listen to any of the singles leading up to it, with the singles being, I believe, the title track and a couple others, too. What were they? Yeah, Ain't Love Heavy and uh, Tears of Change. Uh, and I think "Wait Too Long? Oh, 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 yeah, Way Too Long and uh, Mountains Made of Clouds were also the first two. I didn't really listen to any. I kind of wanted to go in this one blind, you know, not really knowing anything about it, seeing what they were going to do. And honestly, I really hate to say it, this is probably the most boring turnover album to date. I was not impressed with this album at all. Uh, It's not that it sounded bad or anything. Uh, In fact, it sounded, like, nice for what it was. But, like, I don't know, for some reason, I was getting a very heavy modern alternative indie pop group act kind of vibes from this, where it's like, you know, like your walk the moons, and such like that, but like obviously, in a more dream poppy sense, which I love dream pop, don't get me wrong, I mean Beach House's, Once Twice Melody, is easily in my top five, albums of the year, this year still, and that one was a long ass, hour and 20 minute thing, I believe is how long that one was, but this one here man, I just, I don't know, I mean they also like, the use of, um auto tune, I believe it was the title track, Myself in the Way, it kind of like, turned me off almost immediately after that because like tears of change was a fine song and is the only one i saved on this thing just because like you know how like mellow it was and everything like that but like i didn't realize that every single song was gonna be like that or even like a little bit more a little bit too mellow while on top of that the songs are also like longer than i would expect for a turnover song like these are four and a half to five minute songs at most majority of the album a couple of exceptions of course but i'm like dude for turnover and for what this album is i'm like i i I can't i really can't get behind it and you know that's like for now that might change and all um in the future but i just i i can't i really can't get behind this entirely as i can with like their other albums like i would rather take literally just about any other album except for this one Um, so with that As negative as I may have sounded, it's still a Music Corner 7 out of 10. Um, Maybe in the future, like I said, I can go back to it, and I'll appreciate the tracks a little bit more. But, like, for a 12-song, 46-minute album here, that is not too, it's really not long when you think about it. It's just, for me, it dragged. It really did, and that's really unfortunate coming from a band like Turnover. But it is what it is. We'll see what happens in the future. That's my take. Sebastian, take it away.
1: Going into this, I did know this was going to be a slower album. I don't expect any kind of fast pace uh, over-100 BPM kind of music. Um, Right. But I thought it was pretty solid. I will say it did drag for me as well. Uh, My favorite album by Turnover is the one that you got me into them with.
0: First, uh, Good Good Nature. nature. Yeah. Yeah, that's easily my second best. It's close to favorite, but like... There's a different vibe that hits for me on Altogether, so... Yeah, I still need to catch that one, because I
1: listened to uh, Good Nature Peripheral Vision Yeah, as Peripheral well. Vision.
0: Oh, that's the emo classic. Yeah, it's that was The one's emo good. classic.
1: But yeah, myself in the way here. Um, going in here, I with the album cover, I was kind of worried. I'm like, this is kind of a basic album cover. I feel like they might have not had a lot of creative juices flowing. I shouldn't judge a book by its cover, but sometimes album covers can allude to the sound of the album. Uh, at least most of the time. Uh, Well, with this, I would say it definitely did. Um, There were just a lot of slower songs on here, especially with the last one, Board of God in Orlando. I really wanted to enjoy that one because I'm like, oh, man, that sounds really cool. Like, maybe it'll get into some, like, existentialism or something like that. But I just felt like they kind of played it safe, this whole album, other than these weird, like, almost 808s and heartbreaks style of, like, auto-tune where I was like... (laughs) what the hell's going on here? Like, just get a T-Pain feature going in somehow.
0: <laughs> like, honestly,
1: it was just really off putting because I'm just not used to them ever sounding this robotic. You know, obviously people can say that, you know, this band's a little bit of a sleeper type of group. Uh, Dream pop is in your, in your REM state. Cause you're just sleeping, but I do enjoy their slower style. This, I feel like kind of takes that and amplifies it in not a good way. Um, I really didn't enjoy a good amount of the songs here, but there were a couple I did like. Uh, I liked Queen in the River. That was a slower song. thought that was a really solid one. Um, I really enjoyed Wait Too Long. I thought that was good. Uh, and that's pretty much it as far as, like, standouts for this. And, yeah, this album, though not my favorite from them, I still think if any of these songs were to come on, I wouldn't really... I wouldn't skip them right away. Yeah. I'd probably just let them play through and then just move on to the next thing. Especially if you're, like, working or doing something. Yeah. Right, yeah. yeah. Like, Turnover, they are a very solid group. Uh, one thing I also will mention, too, I feel like the guitars in this were trying a little bit too hard to be, like, indie. Uh, some of their solos, like, in, uh, see, Ain't Love Heavy, I thought the kind of, like, staccato notes did not fit the vibe whatsoever, and it kind of stuck out like a sore thumb. And I don't know, I, I felt like it just didn't really have a place there. It was like the tone of it, just a lot of it, I, I just didn't really care for. But overall, I like this one enough to give it a 7 as well. Uh, definitely not the worst thing in the world, but definitely... For the pace that we were at already this week, this was a, this was a slow one, for sure.
0: Absolutely. What are you going to do, though? They, they can't all be amazing, I guess, but at least I, I, I still respect the band. You know? Oh, of course. Like, you can never go wrong with Turnover. But, nevertheless, let's move along here. We got a new album from Carly Rae Jepsen, The Loneliest Time. Sebastian, take it away. So,
1: I fucking love Carly Rae Jepsen. Uh Hell yeah. I, of course, heard their first song ever, uh, Call Me Maybe, when I was, I think that was, like, 2012?
0: Something like that, yeah.
1: Yeah, like, I, I was really young. That was, you know, I was, I was young as a young little shit at that time. <laughs> and I did not really care for that because I was an edgy fuck back then. But as I got older, I I witnessed something. It was so bright, so colorful, so amazing. It was called
0: Emotion. Actually, it was called JPEG Mafia Covering Call Me Maybe. <laughs> okay, okay, no. That, that was insane. That was, that was amazing. Just yeah. want to add to that. But Emotion, yes. Yeah. Continue.
1: Uh, yeah, with Emotion, uh, man, it Run Away With Me will forever be like my favorite song by her. And not to mention that whole album. If you want to talk about like a true pop 10 out of 10, that right there is a 10 out of 10 for me. It's just everything I like about pop and more. And then going from there, I did like some of her other music going through, but I feel like she kind of hit like a strong peak at that time. And I don't want to, I don't want to jinx it, man, because I want her to keep creating good music. But I feel like she's kind of not fell off, but I feel like she kind of hit a wall since then. And this album definitely uh, gives that kind of vibe off. Still really fun. Uh, I just wish I had that same sense of euphoria and feeling that I got, like, emotion, um, the album, that is, Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I just felt like there were some songs that were kind of unfavorable in vocal register for me, as far as just how they were mixed, I don't, she's not a bad singer by any means, but whoever decided to put, like, these, like, really heavy, like, kind of EDM kind of flanger tinge to it, I don't know how to describe the effect, I'm sorry, I really don't, but it just did not fit, especially with, uh, such a bad thing twice and uh, joshua tree i just did not really enjoy it uh, i i feel like the electronic stuff that she's done in the past has been a lot better than this for some reason they're just really lacking here uh the lyrics i will say are well written as always she is such a great fucking songwriter and i don't think any of these songs have a bad written moment by any means It's just... I just don't like a lot of the production choices on this. And I hate to be that person again with the production shit. But sometimes it does affect how I genuinely feel about a project overall. Um, Yeah, she... She's solid as usual. I just wish the production was better. If you like her, you will probably enjoy this album. Uh, There were some good tracks on this. Um, I... Oh, wait, I'm still looking at Turnover. Uh, Where where the fuck... Where the fuck... Where's
0: Carly?
1: There's Carly. Uh, I thought Surrender My Heart was a pretty good single to lead the album off with. Um, I thought Western Wind was pretty nice. Loneliest Time was pretty cool as well. Uh, And then I also really did like Go Find Yourself or whatever. I just like the sentiment of that, the kind kind of backhandedness that that song did provide. Like I said, you know, her signature writing, all here. I just want to elaborate. It's just a production, so please don't come at me because I know, I know she's got some stands out there. I, I promise you, Emotion's still amazing. It's still every bit of a 10 that it's always been. It's just this album, it's a 7.5 for me.
0: That's fair, though. I understand, too, because, like, yes, this is definitely not, like, the most lively Carly Rae Jepsen album to date. Uh, and while I haven't listened to everything from her, I can totally tell that, like, based off emotion alone, that, like, yes, this is not nowhere near that level of, like, fantastically written pop music. But, for me, I still really did enjoy this album. I shockingly saved, like, well over half of this album. In fact, I think all but, like, two or three tracks I saved on here. Like, it was a really nice listen. I like the synth-pop vibes that were going around here, the whole alternative pop stuff. Because I think she had, like, one track with, um... Uh, there was a feature with a male vocalist and like it was kind of like uh, Rufus Wainwright. yeah it was yeah. kind of like that country ish yep. kind of thing which is that one I didn't save and I didn't really care fully for that one but I guess it does add to like you know the diversity that this album is kind of like showing here um but yeah, it's it's almost like a straightforward pop album from Carly you know and it's it's acceptable It is acceptable. Some tracks here that I also enjoyed were uh, Joshua Tree, Talking to Yourself, Sideways, Beach House, and So Nice, to say a few. Uh, But, yeah, overall, it's an 8 out of 10 for me. Not much else to it. Carly is still doing what she does best, and that's singing her beautiful heart out. But, uh, yeah, there you have it with the first half another to go. But before we get there, let's have a word from our sponsor. And we're back. All right, well... We're hopping into it now with the new Megan Trainor album, Taking It Back! I'll, I'll take this, Sebastian. It's okay. Thank you. I'll go first. I'll spare you for a moment. Still
1: going to be a bloodbath after we're oh, done.
0: Yeah. Uh, Megan is back with a new album coming off of her uh, 2020 album that we also reviewed uh, Treat Myself, which I can recall was a horrible album as well. Uh, I don't remember a single thing about it. I, I almost forgot it existed.
1: I, I just kind of let that trauma subside in my mind. Like, I went to therapy, so I had to clear it out, you know.
0: <laughs> it was right at the brink, too, of uh, COVID, you know, too. So it's like... Right. The fact that we had this, I'm like, oh, great. Wait, she came out with one last year, too. I did not even... Don't oh, worry about it. Don't worry don't about it. Don't worry about it. It, it, it doesn't, doesn't exist. It almost looks like an EP anyway. But, um, yeah, she's back with more um, uh, a doo-wop pop, if you will. Uh, very uh, as I described it earlier with you, like the like the barbershop esque pop music of like the forties and fifties, you know, like you're you're in the uh, you're Marty McFly trying to get his parents together kind of thing in the fifties, but um, it's not good. It's really not. Uh, I said a very uh, harsh harsh take, and that is um, uh, Amy Winehouse died so that we got Meghan Trainer. And I don't say that in a complimentary way towards Megan. In fact, I say that in a way of, like, Amy died so Megan can rise, and no. This is the bad future. This is the bad future. We. This is the back to the future where, like, they went to the alternate 1985. Yep. This is it. For fun. This is it right here, just to, for a callback joke. Um, I, th- 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 She's very annoying. Her vocals are very annoying. She has like the no, she has
1: perfect pitch, dude.
0: Come to, on. she has
1: perfect pitch. Fuck off. Anyway,
0: <laughs> like I can't, I can't fathom how much I really do not like her vocals. I will say it's not as bad as some of the things that happened on the Regina Specter album. I will say, like, I'm to to give Megan a little bit of credit in that sense, but like, at the same time too, like, all of the music sounds exactly the same, and like, while like instrumentally it's fine. It's it's such an outdated style that she's trying to revive when it doesn't even work because, like, as you can tell, uh, with her popularity, uh, it really kind of goes off of, like, her... Uh, I don't know if it's her debut album, but the title album that has all about that bass and... Uh, what are the other ones? Like, I'm Gonna Lose You, Dear Future Husband, you know, the the, the big hits. And then after that, it's kind of like, eh, it's sprinkles of whatever, but... You know, Mega is probably one of the most overrated pop artists to date, and I really hated this album. Three and a half out of ten, see you in the worst albums of the year list. and take it away.
1: I'll keep this one relatively quick. Uh, <laughs> this one's for sure going in my top ten worst as well. Uh, fuck this. Uh, second note, fuck this. Uh, third note, <laughs> fuck this gentrification-ass bullshit. Um, Gentrification! <laughs> it really is. This fucking doo-wop shoe wop fucking shit has been going into my fucking culture shit and taking our music and adding fucking white shit over it, okay? Yeah! No, fuck this album, man. Okay? She took fucking Mambo. We had number we had Mambo number five back in the day, okay? That was like the whitest I think Mambo should have gone. But no, Megan Trainer decided to make mommy wanna mambo. Mambo! oh my god i forgot about that That, and the fact that that song was the best fucking produced song too on this (laughs) album everything was so fucking clear but i i think that made it worse in comparison because wow holy shit this is bad i wouldn't even let wine moms listen to this i would not i would just tell them just turn off your speaker just listen to something else do anything else please go actually mambo get some enrichment don't listen to this bullshit Um, yeah, not to mention, I hate her fucking attitude on every fucking song she's ever (laughs) fucking made. She is the most self-absorbed fucking bitch. I, okay, sorry, I can't, I don't know her in real life, but (laughs) she comes off that way. No, she does. She 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 really really fucking does. does. It's like, Uh, I'm like,
0: wow, okay, talk about privilege. Right. All right.
1: Can we talk about the fact that she tried recreating her fucking biggest hit ever all about that bass with the song shook baby you got me shook got me shook got me shook uh uh baby you got me shook got me shook
0: it's called a callback
1: no that's not a (laughs) fucking callback that's you trying to grip like grab on the like whatever little bit of fame you have left so you're just trying to appeal to like all the 40 year
0: olds that's what i mean like how does she have over 20 million monthly listeners when like literally only people know her from all about that base well
1: that's all it is man it's that one hit wonder and shit like they just throw it on there cause they're like oh it's, it's kind of about body positivity it's kind,
0: kind it's of, kind
1: of. You know With the most um, nasally
0: fucking annoying voices in pop history. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah, honestly, when people like brag about how they have perfect pitch, their album's gonna automatically be shit. Talking about Charlie Puth, talking about fucking yeah. Megan Trainer out here. Leave like, it to
0: Ariana Grande who doesn't even need to brag and she just shows it off. Yeah, it's like, like that's why we love her.
1: Right, you wouldn't know that. Like these people actually say that they have it to like you know, oh, well, maybe you should take me seriously because I haven't. Like, that doesn't mean you're a good singer. It just means you know what fucking pitch a fucking car alarm is. I think like, that's great. Like, you make a good album out of it? Right. But yeah, I, uh oh, Drama Queen, that song. Holy shit. You want to talk about toxicity? Like, I'm not talking about, like, System of a Down or anything. <laughs> uh, this is. Yeah, this is bad, man. Uh She is problematic in this song, and she is just wailing at it. She's like, you know what? I may be bad. I may suck as a lover. I may suck as a person. But you know what? You can get some, probably okay to probably decent or mid booty tonight. Um, Easy, <laughs> easily. It's just so fucking bad. I yeah. It's not worth it. Uh, I'm sorry, Juni from Spy Kids. I just you deserve better. Uh, you you deserve better, buddy. Um, yeah, and she's just bad. Uh, I just. I hate how well produced this is. And then on top of it, the funniest thing I will say is how she prides herself with using real instruments or using real soul. But yet there's a lot of fucking sub bass and electronical elements that wouldn't be on a fucking 50s shoe wop doo bullshit type of album. That, that's the modernism about. Of- that's it's, it's not modernism. That's the you're gentrification you're, of it. Right. It's like it's like you pride yourself with being real, but yet you're like showing off all this fake ass like boardroom shit. Like honestly, uh one out of ten. And that's just because the record just is produced well.
0: I thought <laughs> you started off with two Like I'm just gonna keep this short And then we're on a five minute tape Sorry I, 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 I this dude. album just fucking sucks I, Yeah <laughs> I, 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 I could've it.
1: been I could've gone longer But I can't I don't wanna talk about it anymore
0: No worries Well let's go on to a Hopefully better album for you uh, We got the new Joji album Smithereens Take it away Sebastian
1: Dude I'm just gonna say I'm gonna, I'm gonna come out here right away Cause it's the first song in the album Glimpse of Us It's, it's a beautiful ballad It's good Okay, we're going to move on now. Uh, mm-hmm. Truly, I would say this is uh, probably one of his better albums. I don't think it's as good as Nectar. Oh, yeah. Nectar me, me was either. such a fucking solid release front to back.
0: How are you going to have, like, the best Lil Yachty feature, too, on the album? Right, like, right. Time. It's
1: the only <laughs> Lil Yachty feature I don't skip. <laughs> Literally. It's the only one. He's not, like... Oh, man, that's great. Uh... Yeah, I I feel like Joji in this album improved even more on the vocal side. And uh, you know, the guy's vocal journey is just getting better and better. Though I don't think the hits are as strong as Nectar. I do I, I will say that he is definitely getting better musically speaking. Um it's his writing, the sample selections really good and the themes on this album, but it's it's sad cry every fucking time uh i did actually cry on this album too you can ask bb i (laughs) yeah on uh die for you oh my god dude like it just such heartfelt lyrics like yeah they're a little bit melodramatic but holy fuck man like god how could you how could you make two songs that just want to make me fucking ball my eyes out like this on the same album nonetheless it's great um I also like the song dissolve as well. I thought I had a great blend of acoustic and this like his signature wavy kind of reverby kind of lo-fi kind of sound that he has on a lot of his songs. That was really good there. Uh the only song I really did not care for was blah 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 demo. Uh I just did not really care for that one at all. The production did not fit the album. It did genuinely I mean maybe it was a demo he just slapped on here but I feel like he could have easily just kept it for another time or worked on it more because this definitely should have stayed on the cutting room floor. It did not need to go out on this album. Uh, But at least with the 1 a.m. freestyle, uh, I really liked the heavy layering. It was a great fucking closer to the album. And that's the other thing about this album. It's short
0: it is yeah it's a very short one very short.
1: um i like how cold its production it is and how it ends on the word alone like that's such a good way to tie up loose ends and i just yeah i really fucked with it i just writing theme wise it was good this album really fucking good i wish it was as good as nectar but then again it's hard to follow up an album that good just the year after or 2 years after. 2 I years, say. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But still, I mean, you know, Joji, he's getting better each time. I feel like this is kind of like a transitionary album and the next one coming after this is going to be even better than any of the other albums thus far.
0: Yeah. I agree. At least that's
1: my theory. Uh, I'm giving this an 8.5 out of 10.
0: Yeah, this was very pleasing. This was very pleasing to the ears, especially for like a nice dark drive to work for me personally. It's like, you know, it's it's a little cold out dark you can only just see like the lights of the headlights of cars and just like glimpse of us being the opening track and everything especially with the fog lately oh my god like literally setting the scene figuratively speaking like literally right in front of me i am living in a movie. You know, it's wild. And I really am happy that that song is actually on the radio. Like, he is actually getting the recognition he deserves. If I'm not mistaken, this is his first, like, radio hit. Like, I know, like, Slow Dancing in the Dark was, is, like, his biggest song, but I never heard it on the radio, personally. Neither nah, have I. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, I'm genuinely hearing, like, on, like, KISS FM, Glyphs of Us is, like, in, like, the top ten rotations. I'm, like... What what a man! Like just knowing that that's filthy Frank going from that to this is just beautiful. Um, I really did like you know that like the album kind of does like a little bit of a mixing up of things, not just keeping it to like the slow, you know, ballads of sorts. It's more like there's a little bit of like you know those uh, those like trap beats kind of things, the lo-fi trap beats that, like, he likes to throw around, uh, like he did on Nectar, uh, not as much, though, as I would have liked, personally, like, I truly would have rather had, like, you know, I think it was either Feeling Like the End or Die for You that had, like, that really nice trap beat going for it, and I was like, yeah, but, like, even when that happens, it was, like, so quick that, like, you know, you couldn't even, like appreciated that much unfortunately at least to me but it was still good like genuinely there there's not even a bad song on this album to me like i saved all nine songs including the blah 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 demo it was just it was a fine listen while it was like one of the weaker production points on the album um and yeah i really like the ending too Was a 1 a.m freestyle i thought that was a really good way of ending the album once again too i really wish it was a little longer you know but i'm fine with what we got in the short amount of time and Joji is just continuing to do what he does and that's grow as an artist as everyone should. Like Megan Trainer can take some fucking notes on growing and developing in your music career. But... I, I think she should just just take the advice of just stopping. right, or that. Or yeah. that too. Yeah, you know. Or maybe do do the ultimate. Megan Trainer Tones and Eye collaboration. I'm out now. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> Thanks on. for listening, guys. No, yeah, but uh, anyway, yeah. The Joji album, Smithereens. It's an eight out of ten for me. Definitely one of the better ones of the week as well. And I just, it makes me happy to see him succeed. And I really need to see him live. He needs to come through. Is what he needs to do. So Joji, if you're listening, which I know you're not, but if you are, come through. Come through to Ohio yes. or surrounding areas. But all right, we got one more album. It's the big one. It's the big girl. She's back. It is Taylor Swift and the new album, Midnight's. We're finally getting to it. And um, I can't say that I like it, but I can't say that I hated it. Uh, you could say that it was mid. Uh, th- th- that's literally like the only way I can put this album, really, because it's like, I really did enjoy the first song, Lavender Haze. I thought it was actually a really sweet opener for the album. And, like, it just amazed me that I'm saving, like, another Taylor Swift song with the only other one being on the um, Folklore album, This Is Me Trying, which a lot of people didn't like. But I'm like, dude, this is, like, this gives me, like, alternative, like, 90s kind of, like, slower, grungy vibes. Like, it's not, it doesn't sound like it, but it gives me those vibes. And I'm just like, I, I fuck with it. Um, but, yeah, like, throughout the rest of the album, it's just very, like, you know, like you know, moody tracks and everything. you got her talking about, like, you know, her own personal struggles and, like, you know, like, the her, her weight and everything. And, like, you know, the, the real serious shit. And, like, I, I, you know, someone who, like, is able to, like, speak up about that kind of thing, I applaud you. And I think that's really good to, like, be able to address that kind of thing and, like, you know, be that motivation. It's always great to hear that in music. But in terms of the actual sound of the album, I mean, there's really nothing memorable for me... There's nothing really that, like, I hated, like I said. I told you I said I only liked the one song, Lavender Haze. Uh, other than that, though, there wasn't anything I really liked after. And I it was just kind of an album I got through. And I didn't do it, like, you know, dreading every minute of it. It's, like, a yeah, 44-minute album, like, an average album length. And it's... It, I got through. I did it. Be, everyone should be proud of me because I can barely do that with any Taylor Swift album and uh, yeah I'm just gonna say it's a 6.5 out of 10 for me which is probably like the highest rating I've ever given a Taylor Swift album uh, yeah do you have it for me that's all I got Sebastian
1: uh, I cannot say the same for me as far as, uh, favorite Taylor Swift album here. Uh, obviously Folklore and Evermore that we reviewed in the past. I like that. Those two albums considerably more than this one because yeah, Midnight, pretty, uh, I hate to say it, mid, um, it, very slow start. Uh, going from there, the song "Snow on the Beach" with Lana. I thought that would be a really cool combination because I thought you know it would just be a logical progression to have Lana on a Taylor song or at least have a little bit more Lana influence because it seems like Taylor Swift is kind of taken from her a little more by little more. Uh, but I just did not really care about it because they were just singing at the same time the whole time, and uh, it would have been cool if maybe like on some parts Taylor's voice would be more back in the mix and then more uh, front in the mix on other well, what times.
0: they could have done, what they could have done even too, because like Lana didn't really have a verse, right? I don't recall. No, her. no, d- none together. of them had,
1: yeah, they were just together you the know, whole time. What they could have
0: done, that would have been really cool, is like while they were like singing together, like you make Taylor quieter, make Lana a little louder, and then towards the end of the chorus, you add her verse in, and it kind of just like transitions into like Lana's voice and everything. You see what I mean? Yeah, that no, would that would could have Because like, they do have really similar voices, especially yeah. on the song. Yeah, and that that's would have been
1: sick. Right, or at least fucking do a harmony
0: something they were just
1: singing the same pitch the whole time and like it really wasn't a feature to me it was just kind of layering her voice over the top of it let's just
0: harmonize together (laughs) and
1: it's it's not even like a harmony though it's literally just singing the same pitch together it's like okay cool um yeah i just didn't really care for it but yeah that idea too that would have worked you know what i talked about having it be front or back in the mix whatever just anything other than this because you have two very popular singer songwriters that are very popular in that kind of like pseudo kind of indie pop vibe and yet you're kind of just i don't know half using both of them so yeah eh. um and also those those fucking metaphor snow on the beach was such a fucking dumb metaphor i just i i don't know man her writing, everybody always talks about how good of a writer Taylor Swift is and like, oh my god, she's like modern day Shakespeare, but come on snow on the beach because it's fucking beautiful. That, that was the worst fucking simile I think I've ever heard Taylor Swift ever puts her note, ever.
0: We already have our modern Shakespeare, not just childish Gambino. We're talking we're about right West Side Gun. <laughs> true. True to the brick though. to a manatee. <laughs> boop, 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 boop. And he did the
1: worm. And he did the worm. <laughs> dude, that shit was great. Um, but, yeah, uh, Antihero, the song that has a fucking TikTok challenge behind it. Does it uh, really? Oh, yeah, it has, it, be antihero, hashtag antihero. That's and such it's a stupid
0: thing. Oh, my even God. Even my
1: sister, because my sister and I sat together. Who She's a huge Swiffer fan. Swiffer. Swifty.
0: <laughs> she just loves the clean, dude.
1: I mean, uh, she... <laughs> Um, yeah, she did not like this song either. She actually, <laughs> she was like, Sebastian, these lyrics are fucking clunky. Do you notice this too? And I'm like, yeah, I'm just sitting here with my fucking Google Docs open the whole time. You're right. And she's like, she knows what an Hero is, right? And I am like, you know what, Sophia? Just, you just tell me what I have to write for this song. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it just, eh. The one song I liked on this album, the one was Midnight Rain. Um, I, I like that she was just trying new things with her voice being like pitch shifted down to a lower part and it like almost sounded like ween.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah.
1: It just, it sounded like a ween song. It almost like had the like ocean man type effect for me. Um,
0: sure You're
1: like, "Yo! Dude, honestly, if she like I told Sophia, I'm like, what if she hits like a gutter roll in this song? <laughs> or goes, something ah. Dude, that shit would fucking that shit would send me. But <laughs> um, but yeah, Bejeweled that song as a lead single, that fucking sucked. Holy shit. Like the fact that sh- that got a whole music video, that has like a whole like news segment that has like a lot of attention behind it. Which one was that? Bejeweled Oh, yeah, I guess it does. That song, what the fuck? That is one of the worst written Taylor Swift songs I think I have ever heard. Even more so than the Snow on the Beach I was clamoring about earlier. She made Shake It Off. Come on. Dude, honestly, I'd take 20 Shake It Offs over this. No,
0: thank you. I could. Thank you, next. I
1: I could. I could, honestly. I don't think it's as bad as Bad Blood, because I still think that's her worst song ever.
0: Uh, eh, yeah, it's not the best either. Yeah.
1: Uh... And then Karma, that's another fucking shitty song as well. Uh, the chorus, oh my god, dude! Like I, I like when Taylor tells stories about anyone else but her. That's why I like Folklore and Evermore so much yeah, because it
0: wasn't about a fucking ex the entire album.
1: Not even the X. It's just about like it's either that or the self loathing. And it's like, oh my God, I have haters. Oh my God, I can't stand how the press thinks about me. Oh my God, I just, I hate myself. And I'm like, okay, there's a time and place for that and there's a way to write it, you know? And Taylor Swift, I feel like just does not have the ability to make those feelings come off as anything other than melodramatic. And yeah, Karma definitely showcases that to a T. Did not care for it. And yeah, I just... Did not care for it. Uh, A lot of this album was cringe. There were a couple good tracks, like I said. I just, I don't know, man. This was a huge step down. I I didn't really want her to expand on the whole folky shit because she's already made two whole albums. But I definitely would have taken something that wasn't lover-esque because that's why I feel like this album kind of calls back to. So, yeah, I'm giving this one a 5 out of 10.
0: Damn. Well, there you have it, though. That's been the week. Before we go, we got some album recommendations, like we usually do, because we do it every episode, just about. Uh, I'm gonna go first here, pay some respect to uh, the unfortunate passing of Takeoff, and then is also with his only, uh, at least on Spotify, only available album uh, that is an Amigos one, uh, the Last Rocket. Uh, it's kind of like your basic trap stuff, but like it's like it's good. It sounds solid. There's really like you know not much to it there. Uh, th- definitely some points that were like you know he could could have gone without you know but like, man it's it was still just such an unfortunate passing for him and like the just like how good he sounded too and like. He didn't even get to, like, fully peak yet, I don't think. Mm-hmm. But this album definitely shows that, like, he had a lot of potential. Songs like She Gonna Wink, Vacation, Lead the Wave, and Insomnia. I know, great, great title. Yeah. She gonna Wink. <laughs> she gonna Wink. Uh, but, like, it, it it was great. And it's just, it's so unfortunate. He was so young. And, like, they literally just came off, too, with, like, I guess for him, in general, like, their best album with him and, um, oh, it was Offset, right? Yeah. Anyway, yeah, with that, uh... What was that album called oh jesus hold on i'm i got it right here uh the only built for infinity links with him oh quavo no it was quavo yeah him and quavo came out with that together that was like that, that was a really good collaborative uh effort with them probably like the best thing i've heard from both artists in general uh and yeah it's just hey it, it's, it's really fucked up i can only hope you know for the best for his family and friends that loved him and uh yeah, at least we can just appreciate his legacy still. So, yeah, The Last Rocket, Takeoff. Check it out. Smash, what you got? Uh,
1: I will say just, in general, rest in peace, Takeoff. Um, yeah, that uh, very unfortunate. Uh, un- man, I just, uh, yeah, that kind of thing, I just, I wish didn't need to happen. You know, no when all. people have any kind of disagreements, you know, a life is a life, man. You know, it doesn't matter how how big the disagreement is. There's a way around it. Amen. That's not death. yeah But I don't mean to cut the mood, but I did listen to a certain album that you said was worse.
0: Oh, that's right. Yeah, I don't know if you liked it or not. Okay, yeah. 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 So you said you were going to do
1: this. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, The Here and Now by Architects. Uh, I'm going to honestly say this, I had the exact same feelings.
0: Oh really? That's
1: the yeah. One. Okay. Like, okay. They're just wow. I did not expect this album because I, I was like man because I listened to a little bit of all of our gods abandon us. That's remember the I best. texted you. Yeah. And I'm like, are you sure this is the worst one? I'm like, no, that's their best. That's right. Their best one. And I'm like, man, this is really good. But a couple of years before that, they made here and now. Wow, I just, I can't believe they just copied and pasted it, like, you know, so many years later. Uh, ten years later, actually. Yeah, ten years fucking later. But, like, they matured it, basically. <laughs> they, quote-unquote, matured it. Yeah, yeah Like, yeah. to me, at least, I just, I did not enjoy this. This was, like, commercial architects, like, you know, blast sponsored by Gillette. Um, <laughs> yeah, I did not care for this at all. Uh, yeah, it, I'm not going to go into it because it's not down review. Not a recommendation, either. I mean if you like the new architect's album you'll like this but i, I personally <laughs> do not I, I say quite the opposite
0: actually like I, I think if you like the new one you might not even like the here and now but like yeah, you never know you never know so i get that for sure but uh yeah there you have it that's been the episode sebastian as always thank you for joining yeah yeah trend spirit thanks for being here and yeah this has been the music corner we're staying awake and we are signing off